You're listening to Simpera's Radio, episode number 200. I mean, just pretend confetti poppers are going off all over the place because we are at episode number 200 and nearly a million downloads. I am ecstatic that so many of you are here and wanting to change your health for the better. Like we're done with all the systems and programs and schemes of the diet industry and we are here and ready and we are showing up to do this the right way to live in a place of love, not fear. And today, guess what? I got Dr. Alexander Lloyd to come back on the show. I didn't even have to beg him. Like he was just willing because he believes in this message so much that he wants to continue sharing it with the world. So be prepared because we're getting back into memory re-engineering and how we can really break this down in our everyday lives and change the entire course of our life for good. This is where transformation happens and I'm so thrilled that you're here. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. I mean, as you guessed it, I already spilled my guts, and I rarely do that in the very first part of the intro, but my reality is I'm ecstatic that Dr. Alexander Lloyd chose to come back on the show. He's providing another hour of deep wisdom for us, and I can't wait to dig in because today... I'm going to take memory re-engineering a step further and I'm going to ask him to help me. Like, let's do a live personal consulting session on air so that you can see how this process of memory re-engineering works. I've been working through this since the last episode where we talked to Dr. Alexander Lloyd, I dug into his book. I really wanna make this a priority in my life because I really do believe that there is immense power in healing our traumas, telling our body the truth, and working with it. Like for me, so often I see so many of us working against our body and we will never win. Like our body is way too smart and intricate and sophisticated for our thoughts, our conscious mind to override that. So we have to learn to get to this place to work with our body, to have this mutual love for one another where we can really find healing. So today, in episode number 200, like I said, Dr. Alexander Lloyd is here. I'm diving in deeper to memory re-engineering, talking about this, this lifestyle of love versus fear, what that looks like, how we can speak truth into our lives, and how, we, how do we know? Are we, are we lying to ourselves or are we not? And then I'm going to ask him to do a live personal consulting session with myself so you can see how this process works live. It's going to be a big episode, and if you haven't listened and you have no idea why I'm so excited, go back and listen to episode 199, where we did part one with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, where I had no idea that I was going to have him back on at that moment. It was after the interview, after the podcast, that I did go back and I say, hey, this is too good to pass up on. Will you come back on? And he is coming back on. So today, we're talking with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, the author of the memory code, which is a process of memory re-engineering after years and years and years of study of what does it take to fully heal our body. And he has a system that works. Dr. Alex Lloyd is a best-selling author of the healing code and the love code. He helps people live their happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives through unique practices and methods that are proven to reduce stress, heal the mind and body, and remove barriers that hold people back in all areas of life. Like I said, today's episode is going to be powerful. To make sure you don't miss a beat, head on over to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 200. Yes, that's 200. I can't believe we're here. Episode 200 with nearly a million downloads. Mind-blowing. But I won't get into that now because we have too much good stuff inside this episode. So let's welcome Dr. Lloyd back to the show. So I just want to dive right in. Last week, we talked about memory engineering, but I want to go deeper because I'm still putting this into practice in my own life. And we talked last time about the the visualization of the rose, which I cannot get that picture out of my head. It's fantastic real life visual. But you talk about this place of love and this place of fear. Are those like the two aspects of the body that we live in? Like we can either live in a place of fear or in a place of love. Well, I think there's, I think there's a, pl- a theoretical place that might be sort of a neutral 
but it's for sure one of those, and there's a lot of gray area overlap. And, um, you know, to if people want proof of that, uh, the best proof I know is your own brain and nervous mm-hmm. system. Um, your brain and nervous system, uh, your hypothalamus particularly, is uh, always scanning like a smartphone for a fear-based signal or a love-based signal. And, and people get tripped up sometimes when you say love. They're either thinking sex or romantic love only or some ooey-gooey. But no, it, really everything you would, you would say that is the glass half full positive is love-based. Joy mm-hmm. and happiness are love-based. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- feeling a sense of peace instead of fear, love-based. And on the other side, you know, anger comes from fear. Anxiety comes from fear. Low self-worth comes from fear. So the way you're wired in your brain and nervous system uh, is that your brain is going to give you positive or negative thoughts, positive or negative emotions, positive or negative body chemistry based on the signal it's getting, not based necessarily on the way you would like your day to go. So, and, and when it does that, you can't change it with willpower because the control mechanism in your unconscious is a million times more powerful than your conscious intention. Right. And, and throughout the book, you talk about like, when you go through this process of memory re-engineering, you talk about how you can't lie to your body. That's right. And I've been thinking a lot about this because I think that we do this often, maybe without even recognizing it. And so how do you, like, when you're going through this process, how do you know if you're actually stating the truth or if you're just stating something that you want to believe in? Yeah, that is a fantastic question, Alexa. uh, let, let me start with an analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the biggest issue I've ever dealt with in over 30 years of, of counseling people is unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it's the biggest issue on planet Earth. And Alexa, it's amazing how many times I talk to wonderful people who will say, you know, I, I say the words, I forgive him. But then, you know, 30 minutes later, I think about something and I'm angry again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just have this feeling that there's some click to really forgiving that I haven't been able to do yet. Okay. And, and so um, uh, I tell people, okay, here's how to know when you've forgiven somebody. When you can say... From the, from the bottom of your heart, I accept that person as a person 100% as they are with no strings attached. Mm-hmm. When you can say that in honesty and don't feel any physical or emotional resistance, chances are really good you've forgiven them. Now, you do not have to be able to say that about their action or what they did. Okay, those are two different things. You have to separate what they did from them because they are not what they did, just as you are not what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think we all have a feeling uh, about that. Uh, my friend, Dr. Bruce Lipton, in his wonderful book, The Honeymoon Effect, he says it's a vibe, and, and we have to sort of. Uh, First of all, just listen and be willing and be quiet and be aware to start uh, plugging in to my vibe for -hmm. things like that, that that says, yeah, you've let it go. Yeah, I do accept him as a person. I'm not holding that against him anymore. Mm -hmm. Or, no, I'm not there yet. Um, So I think you you have an inner sense of knowing a, a, a vibe. Uh, the evidence that you have a wrong goal is something in the anger family. So that would be the other one for me, Alexa, Mm -hmm. is uh, if you experience anything in the anger family related to that person, which is irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, overwhelmed, a whole bunch of them, you can Google that. Then 
you, you probably have not done it. You probably don't really mean it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're wanting to put a toe in the water, but keep the rest of you out just in case. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you talk often about the heart and I think that sometimes we can just downplay that that even matters, but it makes all the difference in this process of memory reengineering. Can you, can you talk us through this relationship that we need to have with our heart and what that looks like? Because I think that there is a lot of like, oh, that doesn't really matter thought processes that most people go through when we look at the health of our body, right? Like it's easy yeah. to dismiss this stuff to think like, oh, that really can't be having an, uh, uh, any kind of biological effect on my body, but it really is making all the difference. Right. That, that is correct. I'll try to do that. Um, your heart, uh, I, about 12 years into my wife's depression, which is, is uh, she had that the first 12 years of our marriage, and it's how I got into the area that I'm in now and have been ever since. But um, um, about six years into that, I came across an ancient manuscript that said this, guard your heart above everything else, for from it flows all the issues of life. Mm -hmm. It was said by Solomon about 3,000 years ago. And I asked three scholars, what does this mean? I I mean, does this mean, what what, what does it mean, the issue of life? Does this mean this is where cancer comes from? This Mm -hmm. is where depression comes from. This is where money problems and, and not being able to succeed comes from. Every, every one of them came back and said, uh, it means anything you can name. Hmm. So I started looking for, okay, what is the spiritual, not religious heart? And is there a way to fix that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Those problems and the problems in the, and here's, well, there's several pieces. Here's the next one. And I already said this, your heart, what I call the heart, uh, science calls it the unconscious, mm. the, the, con- the subconscious, and your conscience. All of that and some more would be, I believe, what the spiritual heart is. Well, the thing about that is it's a million times more powerful than your conscious intention. So if you disagree, if the two of you disagree, you're going to lose every time. Um, one of the most astounding studies um, was, uh, caused National Geographic to do a special edition. It was called the Owner's Manual for the Brain. I've got it here in my office. And it centered around a new study that had come out where they found that um, one second before you make any significant decision there's an electrical spike in your brain. It happens every time mm. to every person. So they spent years tracking it down. And what they found is that that electrical spike is your unconscious mind, or what I'm calling the heart, mandating, not asking, not suggesting, mandating what the decision will be. And then consciously, we come up with some rationale for it so we don't feel like we're going crazy, but that was never a choice. That was mandated. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so you're going to lose that battle if the two of you disagree. And, and so here's how you know if you disagree. The number one mandate of the unconscious mind is to keep you physically alive. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it does not care if it overreacts, because if it overreacts, you're still alive. So it almost intentionally overreacts all the time. If it underreacts, you're dead, mm. and it's failed in its prime mandate. So um, what that means practically is, is if you have not healed these issues in your life, you are walking through your day, day in, day out, prioritizing not physically dying today. And, you know, when I ask people, Alexa, is that how you want to go through your day? Is that how you want to go through your mm-hmm. life rather than focusing on loving your kids and your, your you know, significant others and doing great at your work and making a difference? You know, every one of them says, no, I don't want, that's not how I want to go through my day. Right. Well, 
the average person, if you don't fix some stuff that you don't even know is broken, most likely, that is how you're going through your day Mm -hmm. based on the research. Because the only thing that can turn that around is when you choose to live your life a different way under a different system and heal the centuries and millennia of wrong information that you have in you right now, Mm -hmm. like like a virus on a computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's fascinating because when I was thinking about all this and reading through the book, all I kept thinking about is how we villainize so many things that our body does out of sheer necessity and love. Like, I think we look at weight and we think it's the end of the world, but your body really put the weight on out of an act of love to keep you alive. In most yeah. cases, because we are, we are at such a threat um, to ourselves, really. Right. But, but the key to that to me, Alexa, uh, my, my, my good friend, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, who wrote the best-selling yeah. book, who switched off my brain. You know, we don't have any mechanisms for the negative. So number one, if you think something negative is going on, number one, you may be wrong about that. What you think is negative may actually be positive. And um, number two, you can't change it mm-hmm. because, because your your unconscious won't let you. It's a million times more powerful and it it keeps putting you in the corner sitting in a chair saying, I got this, but the way it's got it is to prioritize fear over everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an interesting thing happen, Alexa, one time that's a really good analogy. I went um, through an airport, and by the way, I, I don't remember exactly what we talked about last time, so if I start to t- say something I've already said, just stop me. Um, but I was going through an airport. And I had this new little light therapy device with me. And it looked like a little kid's toy wooden gun. Mm -hmm. Didn't look real. I mean, even close to real. But I was curious, you know, because they're so tight on security and everything. So I went through security. Everything went great. And I was getting my stuff back. And I very kindly, playfully said, you didn't find the thing that looked like a gun. (laughs) And Alexa, <laughs> within within 10 seconds, four big guys were picking me up, taking me and locking me in a room, okay? <laughs> and, and nothing I said made any difference. And, and finally, this, um, this guy came in in a, in a suit, really nice guy, said, okay, tell me what happened. I told him, he said, okay, this is, this is an honest mistake. We're going to let you go. No problem. But he said, can I give you one piece of advice? Um, never say the word gun in an airport. Mm-hmm. Because those guys don't have a choice. If they don't grab you and do what they did, they lose their job. Well, the job of your unconscious mind is to keep you physically alive. So all during the day, when there's no threat to you, to your physical mortality at all, your unconscious mind is hollering gun. Mm -hmm. And so you go into stress, don't know what it is, probably blame it on the most recent thing that happened that wasn't what you wanted, but you're wrong. That's not what it's about. And you're in stress, you know, half or more of every day when we were supposed to do that once or twice a year. So there's really no shortcut to getting those viruses off the human hard drive, those memories that have lies in them. There's no shortcut. There's no pill. There's no surgery. And if you don't do that, nothing's go- nothing else is really going to work long term. So memory engineering is a way to develop a relationship with your unconscious mind. And it's, and it's really not that complicated Uh, Think of someone that you want to have a fabulous relationship with for a long time. What do you do? Mm -hmm. You show them respect. You tell the truth. You ask questions. You converse. You, you know, but, but all of it is respectful and with honor. And, and, you know, in a nutshell, I mean, there's some do this and don't do that, but in a nutshell, that's it. So mm-hmm. if you develop this 
a mutually beneficial friendship type relationship with your own heart, then the unconscious mind will start changing how it does things. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. And then you start working together, not against yourself. You know what's going on. If something comes up, you can fix it. And your health starts to get better. You start to succeed where you failed. And it's not that, I mean, you always could have done that. That was always in you. You were just being held back by these uh, human hard drive viruses, which are memories with untruths in them. Right, right. So you kind of talked about how like we often relate it to the stress that's right here, right now, but it's not really that at all. It's based on our memories, right? So like, for instance, say something happens today that triggers a past memory that can start to create a health cascade or, you know, just because we're in a health podcast, something to your health, like a health crisis could start not because something happened today, but just because it triggered something that has happened in the past. That that's correct. Um, over the last 20 years, I've asked over 200 medical doctors a question. If your immune system is working the way it's supposed to, can you get sick? Mm-hmm. And so far, Alexa, it's been a hundred percent. Every single medical doctor has said, no, if it is working perfectly, if it is working exactly the way it's supposed to, you can't get sick. Mm -hmm. Well, so then the question is, and this is the domino effect you were talking about, what turns the immune system off or down? It's not your external circumstances, unless unless it truly is life or death. It's your internal circumstances. Mm -hmm. It's those that memory bank, which is like the computer software. But again, the problem is our software is full of viruses. Mm -hmm. So until uh, the the latest estimate I've heard, and this was even on a new movie that's on, uh, it was either Netflix or or Amazon, and they were quoting the study that about fifty percent of what you believe about yourself in the world is not true. It's incredible. And almost and almost a hundred percent of that is to the negative untrue, not the positive mm-hmm. untrue. Hmm. And it's uh, and it's making our heart or mind, if you're more comfortable with that, too negative to function the way it's built to function. Mm. Mm -hmm. Isn't there an old wives tale that you, no one ever got, or no one ever caught a cold falling in love? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Like it goes back to that too, right? Like if you're, well, and even, and if, and even if you get a cold, it doesn't matter. I mean, right. I can stay up all night. I can right. run a hundred miles. I I can go without sleep for days. I, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and when you're working correctly, that's exactly what's happening in the brain. The hypothalamus is picking up a love-based signal from your software. And so it flips the stri- switch that causes the release of oxytocin, mm-hmm. endorphins, peptides, positive thoughts, positive feelings, and you can't stop it if you try. Right. It's completely effortless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful force, um, obviously controlling our body. Now we kind of talked about the, the memory re-engineering in the last episode, but I want to take a little bit deeper dive because I went through the book. I started putting this into practice and I wondered, I don't know if this is possible at all, but could we do a little breakdown? Like, could you walk me through how you would do this with someone on this podcast. So like, for instance, because this is a health podcast, so I don't know if you want to do it personally to me or whatever, but like, just, you know, a lot of people are like, why do I have these weight problems or why can't I lose the weight? Like, where would you start with that? Well, uh, I think the first thing I would ask you, Alexa, is when you think about that, not being able to lose the weight and wanting to, what do you feel? What's the biggest negative emotion or feeling that you feel? Hmm. Frustration? Anger? Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right. Zero to 10, how much frustration? Zero being none, 10 being most possible. And I'm sure it changes some, but Eight on to average. nine, eight. Oh, nine. wow. That's big. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, 
I, w- I would then ask, okay, what is a time in your life <clears throat> when you felt a similar feeling frustration, meaning up at eight or nine? Now, not about, not about losing weight, mm-hmm. about anything your whole life. What memory comes up when you think about that frustration and how it feels in your body? Mm, I think it was... I think uh, one that comes to mind is I remember being very frustrated when I graduated high school, um, Mm -hmm. being unsure of what I wanted to do with my life. The pressure. Great. Great. Then that's the one I would focus on. Mm. And, and, and what I would, so where would you rate that memory zero to 10 when you, when you think about it and try to put yourself back in that time and place? Oh, I'd be up there eight or nine still. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I would say, okay, write down frustration, write down eight or nine, and write down what that early memory is. Graduating from high school, not having any idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the, then the, the next thing you're going to do is establish a relationship with your spiritual heart or what others would call the unconscious and subconscious mind. And to me, you you do it like you would do any other relationship where you wanted to build the same cooperative working environment. Mm. Hi, mm-hmm. I'm I'm Alexa, and um, I know you have been working in me my whole life for my good, and trying to protect me, trying to take care of me, trying to uh, help me be as happy as I can. But um, maybe the cure has gotten a little worse than the disease as far as how this weight thing is affecting my life. So I would like to work with you to heal the source and the symptoms of this. And I believe I'll end up a better person, happier person, more content person, more energy, health, you know, all all of that. So can we thank you so much for always working hard for me can we work together to heal this and 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 there's some more stuff than that there's a number of different ways you can do it it's all it's all in the book yeah Mm -hmm. but in general in general and then what you're going to do is you're going to create six new memories okay the Mm -hmm. first two are about the past Mm -hmm. and uh, and, and what you're working on is that memory graduating high school, you know, when you were frustrated because you didn't know what what you wanted to do. So, um, so the first two memories would be looking back at that, uh, healing what was going on bef- before and during that time period. Mm-hmm. The next memory is uh, focused on the present. The next one is focused on the future, and uh, it's very simple to create these new memories. But you've got to do it right. It, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not there. It's not a whole lot of steps hard, right? But you do, but you do have to do it the right way, mm-hmm. which is simple once you learn it. And then the last two memories you're going to create are to be the new default for that area. So for you, the area is frustration, number one, and frustration over the high school thing and frustration over the current weight issue, number two. Okay. So that's, so, so you're wanting a new default memory that anytime something in your life comes up about either frustration, that time after high school, or the time now with the weight, your unconscious will go to this memory first mm. for instructions about what to do actually in your life right now. Not the one it's been going to that's fear-based that has you, you know, eat another half gallon of ice cream, I'll start tomorrow or whatever mm-hmm. it is, okay? And, and what happens is when you finish the process, you feel and think different about the same thing because instead of going to that memory as the default to get instructions 
it goes to the newly created memory to get instructions. And then the last memory you're going to create is one that you, actually your unconscious mind creates that is the best default for your unconscious mind, which thinks different than we do consciously. So mm -hmm. the last two are both defaults. Mm -hmm. One created by me um, with the approval of my mind, one created by my mind that is the perfect one for my mind. And, and so once this is completed and, and completed successfully, you may need to do it once, you may need to do it three or four times if it's a big area in your life. But once it's done successfully, you feel completely different about the same situation mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and that's the magic. And uh, the, there's three other keys I think I shared with you the last time we talked that are what make this work. But you've already got that in the first part. So this is sort of the yeah. back half of that. No, it makes a lot more sense now because I was missing one massive component. When I was trying to think about this, like as it relates to health, and I was going back to health trauma that I felt like I had, not necessarily like, oh, a trauma that I had the same feeling for. Like I can yeah. see now how this pulls like, oh, a lot of frustration in my life or a lot of things in my, like it, how it doesn't just help one area. Like it's going to help every area. Yeah. And why you right. say like fixing one thing or, or healing one trauma often is like the cascade to fix many. Yeah, that's right. In, in other words, let's say, uh, um, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, let, let's say you have, um, a million memories related to frustration. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are never, ever, ever going to have to re-engineer uh, right. a million memories. Mm -hmm. You may have to re-engineer 10 and it would heal all, all million. Actually, not so much heal, change them, sort of transform right. them. Energy is never destroyed, just changed form. So change from a negative energy to a positive energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, then it has, and the reason is all million are connected in your mind. Mm -hmm. So when you're healing one, you're maybe actually healing a thousand. Yeah. So does it matter which one you pick? Which one you start working yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always tell people start with the thing bothering you the most. most. Right, now, right, right. Yeah. The exception, the exception to that is someone who says that is so bad that if I do that first, I think it will be horrible and I'll quit doing it because I don't want to think about it. And then I'll say, okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. Then start with something little until you feel like you can address that. Mm -hmm. And then when you can do, but in general, yeah, start with the worst thing first. That's the thing that'll make the biggest difference. Right, right. And then as you feel like, okay, so now that you said like frustration, I was like, oh, you know, like I could sum up most of the things in my life that I feel like trip me up as I would use the word frustrated. Like I, I tend to be more of a frustrated person. So is there one emotion that most people like generally kind of revolve their life around? Yeah, I, I think each person has... Uh, their own favorite, if you want to. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and those things are fascinating to me because, uh, for example, peace, peace is the only one you can't fake. You can fake mm -hmm. all the others. You can fake happiness. You can fake sadness. You can fake uh, self-worth. You cannot fake peace. Mm -hmm. So that makes peace an invaluable sort of gauge on your dashboard to see where you are overall. But you might very well think, okay, if I say if I'm looking at a minus 10 to plus 10 scale, where would I put my overall piece right now? Well, maybe that's a plus two, okay? Mm -hmm. But if I think of maybe my relationship with my wife or a situation at work and, and only focus on that, my piece goes down to minus three or minus six or, or whatever. So that's a real helpful thing you can use because of the way peace is. And then anger is another one. Anytime you experience anger, you 
are guaranteed you have a wrong goal about that thing that never should have been a goal in the first place. And so that means I need to change my goal mm. related to that. Okay. And, and I mean, uh, just Google emotions related to anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, et cetera. You'll, you'll get those. But then you learn, whoa, whoa, I'm, I'm, I've got anger. I'm, I'm looking for the wrong outcome here. Mm. Um, I need to change that to, to one that I'm in control of, that is love and truth based. But the end result, I've got to give up. I say give up to love because I'm not in control of the end result. I could drop over a heart, of a heart attack in, an, in the next second. Okay. So even though I'm working toward that, I have to give up the end result or it puts me into chronic stress based on uh, research out of Harvard. And that's only if, if you're feeling anything in the anger category. That's right. So like my frustration, I'm focusing anger. uh, Yeah, that's anger. So I'm focusing too much on the end goal instead. I need to like, let that go. Yeah. And, and, and what I would say is change it from a goal to a desire. Mm. Okay. Uh, I desire to go to college and get a degree and then start doing this, but I know a million things could happen before I get there. So I'm going to go, you know, apply to the school, get my classes and start taking classes, but I'm holding it loosely. I'm, 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 I'm working toward it, but I give that end up to God, to love, uh, because I'm not in total control of that. So my focus is in the present, the next 30 minutes in love as best I can. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's all my goal ever is. The next 30 minutes in love as best I can. I'll never do it right. I'll mess up all the time. That's, that's okay. That's part of it. You just get right back up. Okay. The next 30 minutes Mm -hmm. in love as best I can. And, um, and so that kind of becomes your inner compass along with the peace gauge and the anger, meaning you're, you're holding a wrong goal that's stressing you and working against you accomplishing it. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling like, so say someone, this is all like so fascinating to me and it makes total sense, but if say someone, okay, we're coming to the new year, right? People are going to start setting goals and resolutions. So say something in that makes them trigger a feeling of frustration or anger, any, anything in the anger. Then mm-hmm. in that process, they recognize, okay, this, whatever it is I've set out to do, this is kind of like a quote unquote trauma for me. And therefore I need to go back and heal that to then come to the place of peace and desire. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, so that's like uh, a great way to go into it being like, oh, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm angry that I'm not there yet, but I still want it to be my goal. Therefore, that's like a great starting point to start this whole process of healing and then come out the other side and say, okay, now I can just desire it. Like I can be in a healthy place, a new vision, speaking the truth to myself. And see what happens, Alexa, when you give up control of the end result, which you don't have anyway all the stress lifts off of you. Right. When the stress lifts off of you, your immune system starts performing uh, at perfect uh, levels. Uh, you start getting positive thoughts, positive feelings, much more energy, better sleep. I mean, everything starts going in a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the problem with uh, with the way people try to change those things today or, or for the last 75 years, really, is they're trying to change those things in a way that won't work because they're working with symptoms instead of sources. Mm. Uh, we've been told for 75, 80 years that if we fix uh, the physiology of our body, negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative conscious beliefs, our actions and behaviors then we can fix anything and have the life we want. Well, the failure rate over the last 80 years in doing that is 97%. Mm-hmm. That's because it's not the source. The source is your memories. So you, you can try to have positive thoughts instead of negative all day long, but until you change the source in your unconscious mind, 
and your unconscious being a million times more powerful than you, and it's number one job to protect you, not to get you through school or to a great job, uh, you're up a creek without a paddle, and you don't even know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is good stuff. I'm like, my mind is just spinning right now. This, this is so good. Okay, so when you when you talk a lot about this in the heart, like there there's a whole spiritual component to this. What right? I and and I fully believe, like the more that I've done this, obviously I have a faith based background and all those things, like. I feel like it's, it's hard to talk about health and healing without adding that component in because it is such a source in itself. Right. Right. So how, how do you, how have you implemented this in your your own life? Well, um, about a year and a half into my marriage, um, my wife kicked me out of the house, said she couldn't stand to live with me anymore. And she was right. If she had not done that, I wouldn't be here today best thing that ever happened to me or, or top five for sure. And, uh, one of the things I realized when we were separated is I was telling her 10 times a day, I loved her, but I didn't love her. Uh, what we had in really both of our minds was a business deal. I mean, Mm. I'll do this if you'll do that. I won't do this if you won't do that. Now, ours wasn't written down on paper. It was just sort of implicit. But what I found, Alexa, is everybody goes into relationships like that. And whether they write them down or not, they both have expectations of what the other person will and will not do, what their time together will be like, things that they will be involved with, things that they won't, etc. And that if those don't happen, then you experience something in the anger family, mm-hmm. which means you had a wrong goal in the first right. place. Right. Okay. All right. So um, after she kicked me out of the house, I, I, I was so messed up. I, I didn't even know if there was a God anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and my job was in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so I started looking everywhere. I looked in every religious text, not the Bible. I looked at New Age. I looked at all kinds of stuff. Okay. But what really did it for me, uh, Alexa, is I started learning from biology and um, uh, chemistry and stuff how the body and mind work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that the body malfunctions on fear and works correctly on love. Mm. And of all of the books, religious texts, wise people I talked to, I could only find one system that was completely love-based. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, that has to be the system. Right, right. Because it's the way we're built. Mm-hmm. It's the way we're built. And, and with every other system, it's, okay, if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's not love. Right. That's uh, karma. That's action reaction. That's reap what you sow. Well, the the one system you can live by is natural law, which is that. And if you choose to live by it, you get to. But uh, and ninety nine percent of people, that is what they're living. The other system is where you do good. You get good but you do bad and you still get good. Mm-hmm. And that's called grace. Mm-hmm. And there's only one system of that I have ever been able to find. And so that's the one I live under. I'm a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not say I'm a Christian because if you ask a hundred people what that means, you'll get 50 answers. Right. And I've got to know which, which is your definition before I'm going to answer that. I mean, if it's the Inquisition that killed millions of people over 400 years, I'm sure not that, okay? Mm -hmm. But um, I think the spiritual component is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, people ask me, what is the most powerful healing thing you know? And for 20 years, I've said prayer is 1 through 10. Everything else starts at 11. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, And that's true for me, too. But I do believe... Um, that 
we are supposed to use good things that God put into nature for good purposes. And, um, and I believe that's what memory engineering is doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally grasp this whole love idea. And one of the reasons that you just, when we, when we talk the first time and why I just couldn't get this out of my mind is, um, in the health space, I'm just so passionate over the last few years of just talking about the source of Jesus, of like providing that hope and that grace that we can't explain and, um, how healing that is. And, and so I want to ask you something that I've been thinking a lot about. I feel like in the health space, we're very much into this fix it mentality. And and you kind of talked about this, like, as long as we kind of live in this space that we have problems, we're, we're symptom based. I love that you said that as long as we're so focused on fixing the symptoms, we'll always miss the sores. And so I want to talk about like this concept of not just fixing people, but how do we teach them to fill themselves? Yeah. Um, What is your take on that? Yeah, the second book I wrote was called The Love Code. And um, it uh, I used to call it the greatest principle in the world that almost nobody knows. And that's what saved my life that started when my wife kicked me out of the house. And it is this principle of um, the only goal you ever have in your life is the next 30 minutes in love as best you can. Mm-hmm. And you'll never do it right. I mess up more than anybody I know, but that's okay in that system because in that system you do good, you get good, you do bad, you still get good. Right. Okay. So, so it's, it's more about learning than it is guilt or shame or, or whatever. And, um, and so that to me, that's what it boils down to is um, real love versus fake love. Mm -hmm. And 99% of people I've worked with, when I get into this with them, okay, tell me how you feel about your spouse. Tell me how, what would make you angry? What what would they need to do that would make you angry? What would they need to do that would make you say, I'm done, I'm out of here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And with person after person after person, with, I mean, maybe, maybe just one or two exceptions in 30 years. Um, it's all what I call business deal love, mm. which means I will, I will love you as long as you're doing what I want you to do. Mm. And, and what you're doing benefits me. If that ends, then our, our love is over, you know, or, or to some extent. So, to me, that's what it all boils down to. And you're right. I, I tell people all the time, if you use some of these tools and um, your cancer goes away, your diabetes goes away, your depression goes away, which which happens all the time. We get uh, letters and stuff every single week, have for uh, 18 years. But you're living your life in fear, not in love. I don't think I've done you a favor. Mm-hmm. In fact, I may have done you a disservice because now you're thinking that um, the most important thing is this tool that can help you feel better rather than living your life, a life of love and meaning and purpose and joy and peace. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Alexa. Yeah. That's so good. It's so good. So speaking of your practice, what are some, I mean, you tell a ton of really fascinating stories in your book, but what are you seeing as people go through this and maybe even being in contact with them years later? Like how, how do their lives look different and how quickly is, does it really happen quickly? (laughs) Um, It's different for everybody. Um, I I would say it's probably quite a bit like a bell curve. Mm -hmm. If people remember a bell curve from uh, physics or math uh, in elementary or junior high, uh, for most people, you're probably talking around 40 days or less. Mm-hmm. But for a few people, you're talking 10 minutes to an hour. And with some people, you're talking maybe six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of factors of that. One is how much how much resistance they have, uh, both in internally and in their life circumstances. Um, uh one is how much junk they have. I mean, some people have a lot more viruses mm-hmm. in them than others. Uh, there's a number of factors, but but probably 40 days with the short end being, you know, a day to a week, the long being up to six months. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I even feel like after we kind of went through that example, I was like, oh my gosh, like I almost instantly feel like I got, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like you almost like when you get it, like you do feel it. Um, right. And, yeah. And, and the reason, you know, people will say, okay, I did it one time and felt night and day difference in their, and they're celebrating and everything. And then a day or two later, it, it comes back, or at least that's what they tell me. Uh, it did not come back it was just not ever fully healed mm. because you may have a thousand other memories related to that memory that you don't even have a clue you have. And when you did that one, you healed 10 of them, mm-hmm. but, but for it to be permanent, there's still 90 more that have to heal. Once you heal all of those, it'll go away and stay away uh, unless you recreate it again, the way you did the first time. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, a couple of more questions that I have. Mm-hmm. You have a free handout on your website, which I will link up in the show notes. Um, or does that go along with buying the book? I can't remember. Um, what are you talking about? The, Memory engineering? Yeah, the circle. Yeah, that's a, that's a chart in the book. And we have it on the uh, website for people who buy the book so they can download it for free and make copies of it. But yeah, that's a, that's a tracking chart to help you identify all the aspects yeah. of uh, any issue that you have and then track the progress until it's um, changed and you have new defaults for that and you feel and think differently about it. Right. And it is helpful. And you're going to want to get the book so you can get all of that. But I want to know, as people go through this, obviously I had a few questions what are some like three big pointers that you want to give people as they start to work through this process that you've seen over the course of the years of doing this that maybe you just want to make people aware of or, you know, yeah, yeah, just to help them on this journey? Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, that's a good question. And these are one of the more important things I've said uh, in, in both of the interviews. Uh, I would say, number one, to really understand that it's not your fault. Mm. Uh, whatever you're struggling with. And, you know, I've had so many people challenge me, Alexa, about that over the years, you know, saying, well, how can you say that? What if I'm a serial killer? Right. (laughs) Um, And and that does not change my answer. Um, uh, It is not your fault. And um, I I can, if I had 30 more minutes, I can, I think, prove that to you. But it's in the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two the answer is virtually never trying harder. Mm. And that's the second place people get caught up is they think, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to do this. I've got to work up my strength and really be committed and set schedules. And well, maybe you will do some of that stuff just to help, but the success or failure of it is not about your willpower. It's about forming a relationship with your unconscious and starting to work together instead of against each other and shifting over from a fear-based way of living to a love-based way of living. And the thing you got to know about that is your mind and body and spirit don't need any help with that. They know exactly how to do it, what needs to be changed and how it needs to be changed, and what it needs to be changed to. So it's not about um, trying harder. It's just about going through the steps Mm -hmm. that have been found to make it work. And then the last one is uh, I talk with so many people who are so tired, Alexa, because they feel like they've tried so many things, and every one of them have been a disappointment. And I would just say, no matter where you are, if you're not on your deathbed right now, I believe you can still get to Mm -hmm. your best life. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I've seen it at least tens of thousands of times, if not hundreds of thousands over the last 20 years with people who thought they would never get there. Well, they couldn't because they were trying to do it, trying harder. And with the guilt of the current state being my fault and, and some thinking it's too late for Mm me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really great. And like you said, very powerful words after two podcasts to take into account in, um, 
use in your life? So this is just kind of a fun question, but in, in the world of health and the mind space, what are some up and coming things that you're excited about, um, to bring to people, to teach people? Well, um, in the next six months, I'm going to be releasing, um, a new program that I'm calling, uh, Emology, the first part of emotion with Mm -hmm. ology. And the idea is sort of mastering the human condition, um, using memory engineering, uh, a, a program I released about a year ago called Trilogy. That's the top 12 energy modalities of all time in one three minute process. Um, uh, living by the greatest principle in the world that almost nobody knows and using another tool um, that I call rapid eye stress release that that keys into the power of your unconscious and the rapid eye section of sleep to change negative memories to positive. So um, I'm really excited about that and we've been working hard on it and that'll be next six months next year. Awesome. And you will keep us informed when that comes out so we can make sure and jump into that and get more healing. And I would love to. Yeah. And the last question is, what advice do you want to leave us with today? Uh, when, when my wife turned uh, 40, she uh, changed her name from uh, Tracy to Hope. Mm. Because all those years of... Um, of depression, uh, the, the strongest thing she felt was hopelessness. And now, uh, I mean, my, 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 uh, 26, my 26 year old and 19 year old son say it best that when they tell their friends how she used to be, they think they're lying mm. from being around her now mm-hmm. because she is so at peace and loving and hopeful and happy and joyful and, and, and all that. And, uh, I think hope is one of the most underrated things in the world. If, if, if you can cultivate hope based on truth and love, and I believe you can, um, man, you're almost a, a superhero as far as, uh, how most people live their lives. So, um, Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. This has been another fantastic interview. I will make sure and link all of this up in the show notes, but I told Dr. Lloyd before we got on the show that this was my favorite book that I read all year. And I read a lot of books and this is by far the most impactful book that I've read. And so make sure you grab a copy of the memory code. I'll link it up in the show notes, but you can find it on Amazon, all, all the places that you can find books. So Thank you so much for coming on the show again and doing part two, digging in a little bit deeper. Like I said, I think these podcasts are going to change people's lives like your book has mine. Well, Alexa, it's an honor and a privilege for me. But more than that, thank you so much for what you do. We need you out there doing what you do. So thank you for uh, making the world a better place and keep doing it. Oh, thank you so much. I mean... I am so glad that he came back on. I hope that as you listen to both of those podcasts, episode number 199, the one we did right before this, that this process is just making so much sense to you and that you want to jump on and do this process to help heal your body in a new way. So in order to get all the details, you really do need to pick up the book, The Memory Code. I don't push a lot of books, but this is the best book that I've read all year. So, I mean, outside of the Bible, but this is really the best health book that I've read all year. So make sure that you pick that up and go through it. Again, this can all be found in the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 200. Now, with that being said, I would love to know what you think about this. I would love to hear your experience after walking through this, doing the free download that he has, and really taking the steps to heal your body. So if you wouldn't mind, shoot me an email. I answer every single one, and I love hearing from you. My email is alexa at simperitswellness.com. Like I said, I would love to hear your process through this. I know I'm going to be sharing more about this in the coming weeks, which speaking of the coming weeks, next year, I I am getting so pumped for what's coming ahead next year. Um, We're going to dive into really just 
teaching you how your body really does work. Because I think so much of health is masking how our body actually works to inform you that you just have problems. I'm gonna break through that because I don't think it's so much about our problems as it is just teaching you how your body works so you know how to fill and nourish your body in a healthy way. So all that's coming next week, I have a solo show that's gonna break down all these big things that I've been learning that I wanna share with you and why this is going to be so important before we start breaking down body systems, like what are your hormones and what are they doing in your body? That's gonna start at the beginning of the year. So stay tuned for all of that. In the meantime, don't forget to head to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 200 to get all the information on today's show and share this with your friends and family. Take a screenshot, share it on social media. The world needs to know about Dr. Alexander Lloyd and what he's doing in this space. It's incredible work. Also, if you wouldn't mind helping me out and giving me the best gift of all, leave a rating and review over on iTunes. To do that, just head to simperitswellness.com backslash review and drop honest feedback. Of course, I, I would like it to be great feedback, right? Because this is what iTunes uses to show other people who are interested in the health space who might want to join this community of you and me, of like-minded people who just want to do something different with their life, to not live for health, but to make health just a part of who they are. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. In order to do that, it, I need those ratings and reviews. So head on over to simperitswellness.com backslash review, leave a five-star review, and then just drop a little note about what you're loving about Simperit's radio, maybe a question that you'd like me to answer, or just pop in and say hi. They really do mean the world to me, and I can't thank you enough for that. In the meantime, don't forget to come back next week because I'm breaking down some massive lessons that I need you to know. So stay tuned for that before we start getting into Alexa Simple Health Academy of teaching you how your body works and nothing more. Okay, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.